Well, hello everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We have been on an eight-week journey. Well, we're on week seven of the eight weeks, uh, doing a series called The Value of the Leader, looking at how important it is for a leader to know their value. Remember, when we know our value, we will live valuable lives. If we don't, we're going to try and earn it uh, from the world. So over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at a poverty spirit. What is a poverty spirit? Why it's important? But let me just highlight again, there's five ways that the Father tries to speak and communicate value over our lives. And... Um, we looked at how the Father reveals your value through the way you were made. The Father reveals your value through what Jesus said. And your Father reveals your value through the price He paid to get you back. What I want to focus on this week is the, the fourth one of the way the Father speaks value over our lives. And that is the Father reveals your value through adopting you into His family. Adoption is a, is a beautiful thing. Now, the Father had... Uh, I've heard this story once and it's always stuck with me about a, a father had two sons, one biological and one was adopted, but he never told them. And so as the kids grew up, somewhere along the line, they discovered that one of them was adopted. So they ran to their father in huge distress and said, Dad, what, apparently one of us is adopted. Which of us is biological and which of us is adopted? The father looked at them confused. He looked from one to the other and then he shook his head and he said, I, I just can't remember. And that's a beautiful picture right there of a true father. The father's heart, where, where his love for a biological son and an adopted son was absolutely the same. Now, in the same way, our heavenly father has adopted us out of his glorious love. That in itself communicates an incredible sense of love to us. Now, the Bible tells us, John 1 verses 12 and 13, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Something about understanding, when we realize how valuable we are in a family. Now, I've had the privilege, I've got two biological sons, and uh, we've got a young lady, her name's Jody, and, and she's become part of our family. We've known her for about 15 years. But over those 15 years, she moved from uh, uh, a, a young girl that my, my my wife met and started helping her with her schoolwork and she didn't have a mom of her own so my, my wife became like a mom to her and then slowly she spent more and more time at our home and then she started coming on holiday with us and then well she just moved in. So for the last 10 years she's literally lived at home with us and in some ways she's revealed to me, she showed me what it likes what it means to move from being a guest in a home to being part of the family. I mean, now she really is part of the family. She, we love her like a daughter, and she doesn't live as a guest. A guest in a home might uh, sort of tiptoe around a little bit. Can I use that? Can I use that? Not kids. When, when a child is a child in a home, there's that sense of, well, everything belongs to me, and uh, there's rights and privileges and joys that come from being part of a family. Now, sometimes we know legally in our minds that we've been adopted into the fathers, that we're children of God. But it's another thing to actually carry it as a revelation. And this is, I've found a challenge in my own heart and for so many Christians. Yes, you know you're a child of God, but do you know what it means to be a son in the house of the living God? Now, many of you would have known the story. Remember the prodigal son story? And we often focus on the, the younger son. And in some ways, the younger son, remember two boys, the father had one said, Dad, give us my inheritance. He went off, he squandered it, he wasted it. And I mean, this was a naughty boy. This was an immature son who just, I mean, he insulted his father by wanting his inheritance. He wasted it. And yet, this younger son had a revelation of the goodness of his father. 
When everything went bad and now he's living in a pig pen eating pig food, he knew enough about the goodness of his father to realize if I just go back to my father, I know I'll find mercy. And that's what happened. But take a look now at the older son. It says in Luke 15 verses 28 to 31, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. This is once the youngest son has come back. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I have been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Doesn't that reveal a lot? I mean, this over the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So here is the older brother speaking to his father saying, look, I mean, which is quite a, a rude way of speaking to your father to begin with. All these years I've been slaving for you. That doesn't sound like a son in relationship to a father. That still sounds like a servant and a master. All these years I've been slaving for you and have never disobeyed your orders. That doesn't sound like the sonship and the fathership that uh, God is looking for. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. Now, this older brother, straight A student, never went to detention, modeled, did everything right. And yet his identity had been built around his morality and his performance rather than his relationship with his father. And I mean, this is the son that never went in to the celebration. And I wonder so many times when we can still, in the father's house, legally, we're children of the living God. And yet we're still carrying the same worldly mindset of slaving for a heavenly father. And the father saying, but I'm always with you and everything I have is yours. So big idea, knowing your value to the father rescues us from a performance mentality and brings us into the freedom of sonship. This for me is a huge one, understanding our value. We are members of the Father's household. That revelation has to go deep. We know it in our heads, but it's got to get into our hearts because it changes once again our sense of value. So let me give you a couple of questions to ponder with either individually or do them as a team. Number one, take a moment to compare the way a guest would act in a home to a child. Which are you more like in your father's house? I mean, think about it for a moment. If I came to stay in your home for a day or a week or a month, how would I act as a guest compared to children in a home? Now, which one are you acting more like? Question number two, consider the two brothers in the parable above. Don't focus on their conduct. Focus on their revelation of their father. Who are you more like? Honestly, what kind of heart are you carrying towards your father? And then lastly, how should a true revelation of the value of being adopted into the father's house change the way a Christian lives? This is huge. Once again, I'm really praying and hoping as I've been studying these different ways the Father has spoken value over our lives. I'm praying, let it go in deep. Let it change our sense of value because valuable people live valuable lives and add value to others. So there it is. One more episode next week. Until then, God bless and look forward to seeing you then. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership, where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.